and welcome to Activity Quest, the podcast packed with things to do. My name is Bex, and in this episode, so, uh, Adam, there appears to be. Oh, that's the um, that's the time machine. Don't don't worry about it. We're making it later in the show. A time machine. Yeah, you know, you get in, go backwards in time, forwards in time, sideways in time. But if we're making it later in the show, how is it already here? Uh oh. Hmm. Well, in this episode of Activity Quest, we're going back in time and forwards in time and sideways in time. We're revisiting two top attractions in the UK, giving you a list of things that you can do in the present and telling you how to build your own time machine at home. All right, then. Shall we do this? (laughs) I don't even know what this is. Just push some buttons. Bex, I hate to break it to you, but we make that time machine out of some cardboard boxes and... Bex? Bex? Oh my gosh, it's George! And find out what's happening here. Oh, oh, so you can't let's hear me. Find out where Bex is today. Oh, okay, well, this must be from August last year. Alright, so I'm super excited because I'm here at the London Transport Museum Depot in Acton, that is in West London. And if you know me, I love my uh, London transport. I love the tubes, the trains, the buses, the trams. I'm here to find out what you can do when you get down here and also what you can see as well. I'm going to have a little chat to Steph. She's the one planning it all. She's going to tell me all about it. And you know what? I think I might be able to sit on a really, really old London underground train as well. So stick around. Now, a depot is a place that trains and buses and other types of transport live in when they're not being used. This one is owned by the London Transport Museum and it is filled to the brim with old underground cars and loads more. In fact, that's where we started. So right now, I am sat on a really, really old underground train. It's a 1938 train. It looks beautiful. It is wooden and panelled and it looks kind of different but kind of similar to the underground trains we might know and love right now. And I'm sat here in the middle of the depot. It smells of a museum in a really good way. It smells smells proper. I love it. And I'm here with Steph, and she's going to tell me a little bit about what you can get up to if you are here for the day. So families can join us to do some exploring um, and learning about transport history, learning about London. Um, when they arrive, um, we're giving out a depot trail that has been put together especially for this summer families to explore. But really, it's, it should be just a fantastic day for families to look closer and to be inquisitive and um, learn about history and maybe even kind of check in with their adults that they're with if any of them are old enough to remember any of of um, the pieces in our collection when families have explored and they've done the trail uh, we also have some big blow up tents out the back um, where families can sit down really nicely spaced out on tables and we've got an activity pack where um, families can um, make a hat, a bus driver hat, wear that hat colour it in, put it together and everything and also we've got some old tickets um, that families can do some role playing with. The trail is divided into six parts, a bit like London Zones and they're all about different 
different forms of transport or the way that transport has changed. One zone looks at underground trains, there's a milk cart in another zone. It's that kind of thing. Plus, there was this. So right now we are in zone three of our bus shed at the depot. Um, we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six buses. Uh, they're all lined up chronologically. We've got our oldest bus, uh, the Omnibus, and it's um, yeah, it's one of the oldest buses in London. Originally, it was it was pulled by horses rather than having an engine or motor. Next to that, we've got the B-type bus, so we've got the K-type bus. They all just get bigger and, and, and bigger um, as we look across at them chronologically. Um, yeah, and they're, they're, they've got lots of uh, advertising on them. You can see the wheels kind of get bigger as well as they, as uh, technology moves on. I guess people forget, um, obviously we're at the depot, and you think of London transport as just being underground and underground trains, but it's really not. There's so many more different types of, uh, of machinery and, and technology here. Absolutely. Um, you know, we do, of course, uh, have our underground carriages, um, but when families come and visit us this summer, they'll be able to see so much more. We have all our buses as well. We've got trams and trolley buses. Um, you know, and we do have our underground carriages that there are for the underground, but really don't look like it as well. So I think there's so much more to kind of discover at our depot, yeah, than, than just the underground, which is also pretty amazing as well. One of my favourite things was seeing a really old brown autobus called... The Chocolate Express. How cool a name is that? Basically, I saw the depot when nobody else was there, and it was pretty exciting. And if you didn't believe me about me being in the Transport Museum depot, uh, you can hear some transport in the background. You can. We've got um, we've got a bus moving right now. A couple of our curators have, have come in to work today to move some buses um, so that there's lots and lots of space for families to move around and not get too close to each other. We want to make sure everyone's spaced out, so... Yeah, there's, um, there's a bus moving. Not sure where it's going, but I'm sure they'll find somewhere to put it. Um, because the best thing about this place is it's a bit hidden away and no loads of our listeners might have been to the Covent Garden London Transport Museum. Uh, this place isn't open much through the year, so this is quite special, right? It's so special, yeah. We are, the depot is open normally. It's open three weekends a year. Um, normally that's in April, July and uh, September. Uh, for our depot open weekends, which is very possible some families have been to, particularly in July, we normally have a depot family open weekend. It's really exciting because this 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 depot is is not a museum. It's a little bit oily and um, it's a little bit smelly, much more so than the museum in Covent Garden. Um, but it is exciting and it's safe and it's just a really it's a really raw and unique way to to find out about transport history it does feel like i've unlocked a level on my uh, london transport museum card oh definitely <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean it, it is it's it's like coming behind the scenes um and um yeah kind of being given a key to kind of a secret secret warehouse to come in and explore with your family absolutely there are so many hidden gems around here you've got loads of trains the carriages even lots of signs that you can kind of spy on the walls there is so much to see and uh you've done such a good job of planning the day out as well for lots of families uh so steph we should say first of all thank you very much and secondly when can people come when are the dates 
So families can join us. Okay, so I've just done some searching. Who knew that you could get Wi-Fi while time travelling? Turns out the London Transport Museum's Acton Depot is open for just a short time from the 7th of August. Tickets on sale now at ltmuseum.co.uk. And remember, whatever you get up to, whether it's visiting a train depot or something else entirely, we want to know. You can leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. Now, I am time-travelling, but I assume I can still see the reviews, right? Oh, uh, oh yeah, great, OK. Uh, Manda Mountain on Apple Podcasts gave us five stars and said, awesome, in capital letters. Thank you very much, Manda Mountain. William also left us this message. He says, every Saturday, I go out with my friends to the park. If you pick this comment, please say that I put suspicious eyes. Suspicious eyes, eh? Good shout, William. That is a great decision. Uh, oh, hang on. Uh, oh, 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 oh. While I think about how I'm going to get back to the present, here's what else is happening across the UK in your present. This is all getting a bit weird. What do you mean she's she's gone? She just taps some buttons and... Like back in time? How is that even possible? We haven't even made the time machine in this episode yet. Look, I don't know, but just, look, the bed is running, we'll figure it out, so just do the events because people are listening. Now, me and Bex are live on stage in London this summer. At the end of August, the 27th and 28th, we're putting on Bookworms Live. Uh, it's all about the stories that we love and the authors that inspire us. You can also come and see me do the Fun Kids Science Weekly Live, back with incredible experiments, daring stunts, loads going on. They're both happening as part of the Underbelly Festival in London to book your tickets underbellyfestival.com and you can get ready to climb and crawl through rope tunnels under nets and swing across monkey bars at the brand new Leeds Castle obstacle course uh, each, each section of the course is instructions to follow but only the most adventurous will be able to conquer all of them to become king or queen of the castle you can also scan a QR code as you begin to start your virtual stopwatch and again at the end to find out your time maybe you can take up the challenge with your mates see who's the fastest uh, it's aimed ages 8 to 12 adults are 28 quid kids 19 pound 50 the tickets are valid for 12 months and they include the obstacle course uh, to, to book your tickets leeds-castle.com is the place to go also the Uniqlo Tate Party is Tate Modern's new free programme of playful activities this summer uh, families are invited to help transform the floor of the turbine hall into a giant work of art called Please Draw Freely. It's a project by artist Ai Arakawa. Uh, everyone of all ages is welcome to scribble, doodle, sketch and become part of this mega artwork. To find out more, get to tate.org.uk. And the latest issue of BBC Match of the Day magazine, it's a Euro 2020 Techers special. The UK's best-selling footy mag are setting you 18 sweet skills challenges to smash based on all of the best tricks and flicks and finishes from this summer's tournament. And that's not all. There's a limited edition Raheem Sterling match attacks card for every reader. You can see an interview with England boss Gareth Southgate. You've got some amazing quizzes in there, epic posters and a guide on how to hold a world-class Euros party with your family. Become a part of the Match of the Day mag squad and bag the latest issue today. And wait, hang on. Wait, if Bex is time travelling, could she go into the future and find out who wins?
I guess I'd better do this next bit then uh, if Bex is stuck. Remember, check before you travel, book in advance, always follow the guidance wherever you are, whatever you do, tell them Activity Quest sent you as well. By the way, if you think you've got something perfect for an Activity Quest episode, maybe it's an activity near you, maybe it's something that you and your family run, uh, tell us about that too. We'd love to give you a shout out. Email activityquest at funkidslive.com. And the last activity of the show, uh, what are we going to do about Bex? Okay, I've pushed some buttons and I'm hoping. Have you ever yes, seen yes. Explore a Lost Garden? Oh, well, it's Robin. Reuters, the Hi, Robin. Lost Garden of Seven Oaks is oh, a magical 11 acre woodland. This is Anna Louise nature, walking an alpaca in September last year. I'm getting closer to the present. Families can run wild and go adventuring. Anna Louise went to investigate and she started on the fairy trail. And this is the highest part of the enchanted woods. I'm standing in the middle of a huge forest. Reuters, the lost garden of Seven Oaks. We've trekked up a huge hill surrounded by trees of every kind, plants and shrubbery. And it feels like mystery is around every single corner. Claire Price is the owner. Claire, where are we heading off to? We're heading to one of the highest points of the Lost Gardens and we're, we're walking up Raspit Hill. I can feel that we're heading to the summit, Claire. This takes some mountaineering, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And this is where some of our very fit boot campers <laughs> run up on a daily basis. Yeah, this is a really beautiful part. And what is so interesting is that here at the Lost Gardens, we have um, alpaca tracks through the 11 acres of woodland. Um, The alpacas come from Peru and they're used to living in the mountains, looking after all of the livestock. And when they come to this summit, they get really skittish and really excited because this high part resonates with their nature. When they come up here, they immediately recognise their home terrain. They feel like they're back at home. Isn't it wonderful? So lovely yeah. that you've been able to create that for them. Oh yeah. Well, we've got we've got some amazing South American trees here, so it seemed a really nice parallel to have the alpacas and and the trees. We're marching up a very steep hill and it's really earthy underfoot with lots of bracken and leaves and we're tripping up over the roots and scrambling up the rocks. And I've just come at the top of the hill to an opening, a clearing in the woodland. And it looks like some sort of beautiful, natural ceremony space almost. There are logs and tree stumps scattered around in a circle. It looks perfect for sitting down, lighting a fire and telling a few stories. What do you reckon, Claire? Yeah, it's, it's a really enticing part of, of the landscape, isn't it? And so to our left, if you can see through the, through the dense tree canopy, we've got an amazing um, enclosure that the children, um, that they work on when we have bushcraft 
our workshops and parties. Overlooked by our wise owl, which is part of the, the fairy trail. So this is another incredible sculpture. All along the way you can find these animal carvings hidden in amongst the trees. And little wire, beautiful fairies hanging from the trees. So there's a whole trail and it's like a treasure hunt. You go to the cafe, start, have a little folder with all of the, the clues that you can sign off. And the children absolutely adore it and they have 11 acres to meander and explore. Kids get to come along, build bivvies, build these natural wooden tree-inspired installations almost, these big creations where you can make your own enclosures and habitats and dens in the woods. Absolutely. I think particularly as a result of, you know, the pandemic, I think people are realising both the safety of being outside but also how nurturing and healing the natural landscape is. So it's very important for us that we encourage young people to get out as much as possible, get away from the screens, and we have... <laughs> and run down hills yes, like we're doing now. Know, we are grabbing hold of branches as we go down almost <laughs> a vertical drop. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> we're skipping down. We're grabbing onto every tree that we can as we scramble <laughs> down the sheer drop. And I'm finding my footing in the earth, making sure I can get a grip before I jump down the next level to the next earthy track. Uh, we're just past a um, adder house and can you hear the munching that we're starting to I'm guessing that's not an adder no I don't think that they <laughs> munch very much grass but nuzzle and scratch love it here they are the alpacas at Reuters and I have to introduce a very talented alpaca whisperer and this is Zoe and she speaks total alpaca language. They're saying that this is their favourite time of the day, coming out for a good munch from the grass. Scratch will probably live up to his name and have a little roll around in a second as well, I should think. And Scratch is a bit of the free spirit. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take them for a walk. Today. We have to disturb him from his picnic. <laughs> that's a good boy. I'm You're clicking at him. You are a natural. Well, I'm clicking at him like a horse, Zoe. Do they respond yes, they to do. the clicks? Just nice, gentle sort of sounds and encouragement. Good boy. Well, Nuzzle seems very calm walking by my side. He's, he's looking in the bushes. He's seeing what he can see through the leaves. He's listening to the sounds of a truck in the distance. He's sussing out the atmosphere. And I'm taking his lead. I'm just standing at his shoulder, side by side, giving him lots of reassurance. Yes, you are. He's, he's eyeing up your pocket, Zoe, for yeah. treats. He can sit. Oh, he's stamping his foot. He wants his treats now, he's saying. And we've come back to Alpaca HQ, where I think their dinner is waiting. Yeah, we've got some. They love carrot and they love apple. So you've got the treat of giving them a nice feast. <laughs> 
Oh, and to top it off, Clay, I've just been spat at by Scrat. I was feeding too many carrots and apple to his mate, and he's getting a bit jealous. He's definitely the territorial one, isn't he? The uh, dominant yes, one. Yes, they're both lovely natured, but one is sweeter natured than the other one. Let's one likes to right. hog the carrots. Yes, definitely. Sorry about that. I may have been spat on, but I've absolutely loved my time with the alpacas and at Reuters. And I've just found out that alpacas... Claire, they know how to sing. They absolutely know how to sing. When they feel a little bit nervous, they start to sit, they they start to hum to each other and they sway and they go, nothing bad can happen to us when we're singing our little happy song. <laughs> singing alpacas. I think I've heard it all now. <laughs> Thanks, Anna Louise. Reuters.com is the place to go to find out more. That is spelled R-E-U-T-H-E. ES.com. Remember, if you try anything we mention on Activity Quest, tell us. One of the ways you can do this is by leaving a five star. Dan wants review. me to travel where? Here are some people who have And tell him who's won the Euros. Oh, fine. Can you work on a way of getting me back, please, Adam? Yeah, I'm trying my best. Just please, just introduce Craft Corner. Okay, uh, that's easy. It's time for Craft Corner. Today in Craft Corner, we're making a time machine. And to make this craft, you're going to need a cardboard box, a paper towel roll, paint, a paintbrush, markers, scissors, thick paper or card, and some glue. And remember to always get the help of a grown-up when handling sharp things like scissors. Step one is to cut a large opening for a door in your box. Two, label the box time machine using paint or markers and begin decorating the box if you need some help there's a free pdf on the fun kids website you can download with some cool time machine icons and buttons on it you could create a time travel dial out of card cut it out and glue it to the box attach a paper towel roll to the inside of the door using glue so that you can use that to close the door using more card create buttons for the time machine make one button that reads past and one that reads future. Make number buttons so they can punch in the date of travel and add imaginary years. Once all the time travel buttons have been created, glue them onto the box. Set the desired time and hop inside. Shake the box and make sound effects with you inside. And when you walk out, pretend you're in a different era. Next, get out of the box. You've not time travelled, you're just in a cardboard box. Honestly, ridiculous. Oh, wow, I'm back! I'm back! How did that happen? <gasps> My goodness, I have been so happy to see you. And uh, that is, I guess, the end of the episode. Really? Yeah, no, apparently that is all the time we've got for this episode. Uh, but remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time you like. We've been rock climbing, arrow shooting, baking, candlestick making. We actually um, haven't done that one yet, but you know, you get the idea. Uh, summer's here, and there's loads of ideas in this podcast of stuff for you to do. And remember, whatever you do and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. And if... If you've got a venue that you think would be perfect for Activity Quest, ActivityQuest at funkidslive.com is the place to tell us. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you next week.
The Space Programme is a Baffle Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids, and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.